Back to the Exxon, everyone. Wow. Craig, where the hell did you get that song from? Oh, no more chicken wings for you at lunchtime, pal. Ah, great being back here in the Exxon with all you great people. Thank you all for your kind words, cards, letters. Meant a lot to me. Means a lot to me. So thank you all. We're going to be talking about the paranormal this hour. Now, there's a surprise, isn't it? Things that go bump in the night. Ghost. Hauntings. Haunted houses. Hey, we're getting ready for Halloween here. In fact, uh, today, Laura decided that she would start hanging out the witches and the bats and the Halloween wreaths around the house and inside and out. I think it's a little bit early, but you know the saying, happy wife, happy life. My guest this hour is Paul Roberts. I'm sorry, Paul Dale Roberts. We're going to be talking to uh, Paul, who's been on the guest on the show before, about the haunted ghost, his paranormal investigations. First of all, let's bring him on. Paul, welcome back to the Exxon. Hey, Rob. I'm so happy to be back. Uh, Paul, how did you get involved in the paranormal? Well, I actually, when I was a little boy, lived in a haunted house on Effie Street in Fresno. Hmm. And all kinds of terrible things were happening to me. Um, everything was centered on me. I was actually, this entity actually shoved me into a heater, which burned my leg. Oh. Um, yeah. And um, I was looking out the window one day, mm-hmm. and a female voice was calling me by my, la- my middle name, Dale. She was saying, Dale, come here. Come here. She was trying to entice me to go into the orange grove. And I was just terrified. Just all kinds of things were happening to me in this house. And uh, finally, we finally moved. And as I got older, I became very interested in paranormal. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know if those were childhood nightmares or was it something really paranormal? So I started reading books by Brad Steiger, uh, started getting into UFOs, ancient aliens, uh, uh, everything, everything paranormal, Bigfoot, you name it. I just became really absorbed with it. And as I got older, uh, I got into the Army, and I was working with CID, Criminal Investigation Division, with the Drug Suppression Team. And that's where my investigative skills came in. And later on, I I took like a three-year break and went back into the service in 1979 with military intelligence. And during my time there with military intelligence at the 501st Military Intelligence Battalion in South Korea, uh, 
six photos came in. And those six photos were pictures of UFOs, various types of UFOs. And on the back of the photos, it said intelligent movement. And it was a reconnaissance aircraft that actually took pictures of these UFOs. And each photo uh, represented a video footage, which I didn't see, of that UFO. And it went to the DIA, which is the Defense Intelligence Agency. And then it went to the CIA and then just mysteriously disappeared. My only job with those photos was to assign it a number. And that was it. And I had a top secret SBI clearance, which is special background investigation. And so I was with the Photo Interpretation Center in Korea. So I worked with a lot of image interpreters. So, um, and I was an intelligence analyst, 97 Bravo. And before I knew it, uh, when I came back stateside, I met a paranormal investigator, and they invited me to go on one of their ghost hunts. And I said, well, can I write an article about it? And so I wrote this article about it, about the investigation, and uh, it was published in a magazine in England. And the leader at that time of HPI, which is Halo Paranormal Investigations, she welcomed me into the group because I was writing their stories. And that's how I became a paranormal investigator. And before I knew it, uh, she went and she quit the group, the leader, and I became the leader of the group. And I, I'm still doing it. Based on the investigations that you've done over the years, Paul, what is a ghost, and are we getting any closer to actually proving that they exist? Well, all living things uh, have an aura, mm -hmm. are surrounded by energy. Yeah. And when they die, when a plant dies, when an animal dies, when a person dies, that energy lives on forever. It's uh, This energy carries all the knowledge, all your experiences, and it floats out in the atmosphere. Paul, can, so, we, can we also call this energy the soul or the life force? Yes, exactly, oh. exactly. And, um, and also, too, I believe that our energy that contains all this information it connects to the Akashic records and all that information is, it, you know, like when people die or are getting ready to die, mm -hmm. sometimes they say their life flashes right in front of their eyes. Yeah. Well, it's all that information that's been recorded by your soul, by your aura, all the energy that you contain. So, yeah, and I think that's when, when that energy manifests where you can actually see it, that's where people say, hey, I saw a ghost. All right, so a ghost is the, the life force 
or the soul that we're actually seeing or experiencing? Exactly. That's what I. It, it, not only that, you hear stories about people who are reincarnated. Yes. Yeah. And and what I believe in is that let's say a child is born into the world mm-hmm. and they had a little their little psychic antennas up, and there's a soul energy that's floating around of John Smith, and he was a blacksmith back in 1862. And this little child downloads that information, and she knows, or he, she knows everything about John Smith, the blacksmith. Right. And I think that's what the reincarnation is. Hmm. Now, during paranormal investigations, a lot of investigators also employ techniques to capture EVPs. How do we explain the EVP phenomenon? Um, with the electronic voice phenomena, um, in a lot of my investigations, if the place is truly haunted, I'm going to get an EVP within 30 minutes. I do a sweep of the house. Mm-hmm. I do a quick and dirty. And, and the quick and dirty is, I basically say something, is there anybody here, talk in this recorder, I can hear you. I'll pause, give it time to talk, and play it back. And a lot of times, you'll hear me say, is there anybody here? And they'll say, yeah, I'm right here. So, um, usually, and that's usually how I I can tell... and also, too, I have help from my wife. She's a psychic medium. Right. And she'll point out where a ghost is. So she sees ghosts all the time. I don't. And if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't even find any ghosts. But she's really good at it. She'll say, hey, there's something here. I see it. Try to get an EVP. And that's what I do. Tell me, why is it that you can only hear an EVP on... EVP, I'm sorry, on playback and not while the 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 apparition or the ghost is actually communicating. Um, there was a, uh, I forget what it's called. I used to have it. It's a, uh, you hear things in real time. Mm-hmm. And there was times where I said, is there anybody here? And I would have this plugged into my ear and you would actually hear a voice. So um, I don't have that equipment anymore, but it's uh, something that deaf people used, oh. and it worked. Yeah, and it worked pretty well. So, um, and you can hear things in real time. All right, you and I have and, to take uh, our. I hate to do this. We've got to take a commercial break. My producer just uh, said oh, we're sure. running a little late on it. So please stand by. Great having you with us. And when we come back, more exciting. Tales of the Unknown, here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell, and my very special guest this hour, Paul Dale Roberts. We'll both be back on the other side of this break, so whatever you do, don't go away.
Welcome back, everyone. Paul Dale Roberts is my special guest this hour. His website is www.cryptic916.com. That's C-R-Y-P-T-I-C 916.com. Talking uh, before we went to the commercial break about uh, you working with your wife on investigation. She's, she's a psychic medium. Uh, your former military, and thank you for your service, by the way. Oh, thank you, Russ. Working with your wife and, and other members of the team, what has been your most scary moment that you've had during an investigation? Rob, I'm going to tell you about one of my most scariest ones. Uh, but I, I got to tell you something real quick. Sure. Um, about orbs. Well, we all know that orbs could be dust, it could be uh, uh, lint, yeah. it could be skin flakes, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we went to this one house, and the name of the ghost was uh, Emily. And Emily was known to drain the energy from the occupants. And one of my investigators said, Paul, I feel drained. I need to sit down. And I said, okay, well, Emily must be doing that. So I said, Emily, if you're listening to me, I want you to kiss so-and-so on the lips. And three of us snap a photo of the investigator, and the orb is on his lips. And then I said, Emily... If you're listening to me, sit on his lap. And the orb, when we snap the photo, the orb is hovering over his lap. Oh, gosh. That showed, that showed intelligent movement. So it's like, wow, this is a breakthrough. So that's what I do with orbs. You know, if I don't see any kind of intelligent movement, mm-hmm then I won't deem it as paranormal. So, but now get back to your question. One of my scariest moments yes. was this house in Citrus Heights. <clears throat> and this house, uh, I mean, really made me a believer. For the Right when I was a paranormal investigator, I wasn't seeing anything. I sure... I heard the EVPs and stuff like that, but I was a very much a skeptic. I wasn't believing it because I didn't, I wasn't seeing any ghosts or anything. But we went to this one house in Citrus Heights, and we we had five people in three different rooms, so it was fifteen people all together, and in two of the rooms. The investigators were like falling asleep because nothing was happening. I walk into this other room and all kinds of things were happening. Really? There was like this little girl and she was talking. I said, and I look at the investigators and I said, can you hear that? I said, she's actually talking to me. She's like three feet in front of me sitting on the corner of this bed. I can't see her, but I can hear her. They said, yeah, we're recording it. So I put my head down. I go, hello. 
And the little girl goes, hello. <laughs> I go, oh, my God. I'm a believer. So I got all 15 people in that room. And we start conducting a seance. And we hear the little girl talking. There's pounding on the walls. The walls sound like they're ripping apart something out of Hellraiser where the sin bites are coming through. And all 15 people, and these are paranormal investigators in training, are running out the front door. <laughs> and I look at the occupant and I go, oh, my God, this is a breakthrough. We're getting all this you know, evidence and everything. And I said, we've got to get them back in here. So she goes, okay, go ahead. So I got them all back in there. We're still doing the seance. And we had three walkie-talkies on the floor and all on the same channel. But one turns on, and it's a man's voice, and he goes, get out. So <laughs> all 15 are running out the door again. <laughs> and then she looks at me. She goes, Paul, I have to live here. She goes, send them home. You're welcome to spend the night in this room. I go, okay. That's cool. So I sent them all home, and I spent the night, fell asleep, and they recorded a woman saying, Paul, Paul, Paul. So she knew my name. Then there was a guy mumbling, and at the foot of the bed, there was like a little child crying, and there was a tapping on the headboard, and I slept through the whole thing. But that was one of my best investigations. So what happened with your investigators? <laughs> Did they ever um, come back? <laughs> only out of fifteen, only two remained. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they were they were so scared on what had happened, and I'm always looking for that experience again. I'm always hoping that something like that will happen again, and I've been on over. Gosh, maybe over 2,000 investigations, and that's still number one. Why was this house so haunted? Why was there so much activity in this location, Paul? Well, the house was built over a Japanese uh, internment camp. And there was, you know, things that happened there, torture, uh, suicides, murder, and so this house in Citrus Heights, along with some other houses that are known to be haunted, were built over this Japanese internment camp. And I believe that's where those spirits came from. Does the haunting or the, the force of the haunting depend on the occupant? Or do some occupants actually bring the spirits out? where others will just coincide in a, in a amicable way? Well, it's like uh, uh, we get a lot of cases where people say, well, I played with a Ouija board, and all of a sudden now their house is haunted. Or I have people who say, I went to an antique shop, and I brought home this antique clock, and now my house is haunted because the energy. Paul, are you there? 
Hello, Paul. Hmm. I don't know what happened. We lost Paul. I wonder if the ghost had anything to do with it. This is strange. Paul, are you there? Craig, apparently he's still connected. And is everything okay on our boards? Okay, why don't you try and get him back, uh, Craig? What we'll do, we're going to take an early commercial here, Exxon Nation. And when we come back, hopefully, we'll have Paul Roberts back with us. Paul, are you there? Rob, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. We couldn't hear you. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Oh, well, okay. That was weird because I was hearing you. Yeah. And you weren't hearing me. No, nope, That's nope. weird. I guess uh, somebody from the other side is trying to prove a point. Well, it seems that way. Yeah. So let me get back to my last question. Is it possible that some people bring out the negativity, causing a, a more paranormal activity than other people who are not so negative that they can actually live amicably with uh, the spirits. Paul, are you there? All right, I hear Paul now. Welcome back, Paul. Oh, thank you, Rob. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, yeah, some people bring on that negativity mm -hmm. uh, because they're playing with Ouija boards. Uh, they're messing around with the black arts. And so, yeah, and we have a lot of cases like that. And a lot of the cases have to do with... And we've lost Paul again. All right, we're going to take our commercial break here, so stand by, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario. If you'd like to give us a, um, an email... Send us an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, exxon Radio TV, And uh, check us out on the Exxon TV channel exclusively on Simul TV at www.simultv.com. Strange hour here in the Exxon. Our special guest is Paul Dale Roberts, and his website is www.cryptic916.com. We'll both be back, hopefully, on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Sailing away at the break of dawn, they are the ghosts of Cape Horn. 
And welcome back, everyone. Paul Dale Roberts is our guest this hour. www.cryptic916.com. Hey, Paul, has this happened to you uh, every time you do a radio show? No, it, it does. I mean, sometimes I have problems, you know, talking to my work. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Department of Fish and Wildlife, I'll be talking to my boss, and then we get cut off. Um, but I think uh, one other radio show this happened, but yeah, it's almost like something's trying to stop us from talking. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it is. Uh, but uh, thanks for sticking around. We fully enjoy listening to your stories. And um, Ouija boards, are they really a danger? Like, why are they sold in toy stores as choice for kids? It That boggles my mind. Well, it's actually an ancient device. And um, the manufacturer, the toy manufacturer, they put it out there. And even though it's an ancient device, they put it out there as a toy. Mm. And people are unaware that it does have some type of powers. And it seems like when people play with Ouija boards, they don't bring on ghosts, but they bring on demons. Because most of our demonic cases, it originates with a Ouija board. So how do you get rid of the negative force, the the demon, once he's on this side of wherever he comes from? And I think we lost Paul again. Paul, are you there? Rob to Paul. Rob to Paul. My producer is telling me that the line is still connected. I don't know what to do, Craig. Any ideas? Okay, Craig is trying to call Paul back, but he's getting a busy signal. This is truly strange. Hey, this is the X-Zone, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. But sometimes strange things happen where unknown forces don't want the message to get across. But I would imagine that people would like to hear stories and even the spirits would like to hear stories from an investigator like Paul who knows what he's doing and has been doing this for many years with his wife and would not this be something positive getting it around where you have a seasoned investigator like Paul talking about his experiences giving credibility to what others are saying strange really strange my producer is suggesting that we take a break here an unusual break and uh, we'll see if we can get Paul back. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we will be back on the other side of this break as we continue from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario. Whatever you do, don't go away. And once again, if you'd like to send us an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And to find out about what's going on in the world of the Exxon TV channel, visit 
www.simultv.com. I'll be back on the other side of the short break. Whatever you do, do not go away. Here we are back in our studios in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario. We've got a bit of a mystery going on over here. We've been talking to Paul Dale Roberts on and off. We don't understand what the problem is, neither does Paul, and I believe we have him back. Paul, are you with us? Uh, Rob, I'm right here. Okay. I'm right here. Um, what are we, who are we ticking off? I don't know. Extraterrestrials. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of freaking me out, but, oh, Rob, since I have you on the line, have, do you know what, uh, living ghosts are? No, I don't. Okay. Check this out. Okay. Some of our investigations, we have situations where it's a living ghost. And I'll give you an example. 1974, Chicago, Illinois, this couple moves into this house. Mm-hmm. And around about 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning, they see a man manifest and walking over to the couch, and a woman manifests, and he's slapping the woman. And then they dissipate. dissipate. They just disappear. So anyway, they go to a block party, and the host of the block party says, this is a tradition. We do it every year. And here's our photo album of some of the photos that we took of this block party. So the lady, she's looking through the photo album and she comes upon a picture of a couple and she goes, Oh my God, those are the ghosts in my house. And he looks at the picture and he goes, Oh yeah, they had domestic disputes. The police were there all the time. They got a divorce. She lives five blocks down the road. He lives out of state, but they're very much alive they're not ghosts so how do we how do we explain this or how do we even try to explain it the negative energy the negative energy is so strong that it is imprinted in the atmosphere and it'll replay itself 
like a tape recorder over and over and over again. Like a residual and haunting. What's that? Like a residual haunting. Yes, yes, it's residual. And we had a situation where we were investigating this place. It's mm -hmm. called Evangeline's. as a costume shop. And on the third floor back in the 70s, it was a discotheque. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, around about 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning, you can hear shuffling of feet. You can hear people laughing. And you can hear disco music, residual haunting. And some of our cases are residual hauntings. That is strange. Living ghosts. Yeah, living ghosts. Never heard of that before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So why now this is something that that I, I can't understand. If we are saying that a ghost is energy, why doesn't that energy dissipate and go somewhere else? Why does it want to remain in the shape or the form or the essence of the person that it was once before? Uh, it's, it's like a, a memory and it's what it knows. So it, like uh, a ghost, mm -hmm. uh, in some situations that we had, they'll say, okay, we saw a little boy in the house. And then they saw a teenager in the house. Then they saw an older man in the house. Well, it's the ghost is of that person as a child, as a teenager, and as an old man. Is something that the energy remembers. So it can manifest as a little boy, because it used to be a little boy. Right. It can manifest as a teenager. It can manifest as an old man when he died. And if it's intelligent energy, like, okay, if I pass away, I probably want to look in my 20s. You know, I'm not going to want to look like I'm in my 60s. <laughs> I hear you on that one. <laughs> so, yeah. It's just the memory that's kept with the energy. Energy can't be destroyed. It lives on forever. So, yeah, there you have it. All right. Now, there's, there's certain places where all paranormal investigators like to go. Waverly Institute for one of them. Right. Why would the ghosts stay around a place where there's all this paranormal investigation going on? Is it that they want to be recognized, they want the truth to be out there? Or is it just that they're getting pissed off at everybody, you know, trespassing in their home? I, I, I believe, like, a lot of that is residual. Okay. And any EVPs that they get is residual. Okay, so... If I says uh, hi to somebody, you might get my EVP of me saying hi to that person again. It's, I believe it's just all residual because nobody wants, if you're a ghost, let's say you're an inmate of a prison and you die in that prison. Yeah. You don't want to haunt that prison. You want to go somewhere else. So when I hear, like, I investigate at Preston Castle. And that's for wayward boys 
and it was supposed to be haunted. Everything that I saw, that experience there, I believe was just residual. I don't believe it was intelligent energy at all. How do you tell the difference? Because it's not responding to you like, okay, like on the EVP, I'll say something like, say hello, Mm -hmm. say hello, Paul, or something like that. Right. Showing some kind of intelligence. And I don't get that. I'm getting something else. I'm getting stay back or, you know, uh, going up the stairs, you know, something like that, which didn't even correspond to what I'm asking it. So, and I think it's just residual. Okay. So when you're out during your, doing your investigations, uh, how long does an, uh, an average investigation take and what kind of equipment and how do you conduct the investigation? Okay. Um, I have my investigators show up, mm-hmm. and we all have our own equipment. So we have recorders, we have cameras, we have video cameras, uh, we have connects. Um, and the connects, I'm kind of leery about that, but I'll mark it in my article. Okay, they saw some type of figure moving in the kitchen. Um, and I'll let the readers decide if they want to believe it's evidence or not evidence. So. Um, we have night vision goggles and stuff like that. So um, it takes anywhere from two hours to three hours. But then we have also to the cleansing. So I do a Roman Catholic house blessing. And if they say I have a demon attached to me, I give them a full submersion baptism in the bathtub. And that's a basic form of exorcism. And I'm very successful with that. When I first did it, mm-hmm. I, I was kind of unsure. I said, unsure of myself. I said, will this actually work? And this lady goes, I have a demon attached to me. Get rid of it. So um, reading up on a few things, it said that a full submersion baptism is a basic form of exorcism. So I did it. And then the lady goes, the attachment's gone. And she's screaming and yelling, and she's so happy. And my Roman Catholic house blessings seem to work. I have, I would say, an 80% success rate. Now, how do you perform that house blessing? Um, Holy water, cross. I start from the back Mm -hmm. with the occupant. And I'll ask for God's angels to protect her, her home, her family, her friends, her animals. I do a four winds prayer, and that's throwing the holy water in four different directions. And we go throughout the whole house. I place the sign of the cross on each doorway, any type of opening. I ask her... uh, do you want them here? No, I don't want them here. I want them gone. She wants them gone. I ask for God's angels, please send them away. We walk to the front door, and I'm chasing them all out. Mm. And we do four winds prayer. I put the sign of the cross on her forehead, 
give her a hug, and that's it. And then they'll tell me, and they'll say, Paul, you got rid of them. And once I'm, it seemed like I'm not successful with, right. is like uh, we had a situation where the daughter was playing with the Ouija board. Hey, Paul, I hate to do yeah. this to you, friend, but we've got to say so long yeah. for tonight. Paul, I'd like to have you back on for another full hour if we could. Because oh, yeah. I fully enjoy talking to you. And, man, you've got some of the greatest uh, experiences that I've heard in a long time. And whoever the ghost is that we've pissed off tonight, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, take care of yourself, my friend. And oh, uh, Robbie, it was so good talking to you. Good talking to you. And uh, keep up the great work. Okay, stay safe out there, too. All right, buddy. Take care of yourself. Okay. Nation, my guest this hour has been Paul Dale Roberts. And if you'd like to get a hold of Paul, maybe your house is haunted. Maybe you want to find out what's going on with your cell phone. I don't know. Craig and I are scratching our heads here like crazy, and it's not because we have dandruff or itchy heads. We just want to know what's going on. Visit Paul's website, www.cryptic916.com. Oh, well, that's it for tonight, Exo Nation. I'll be back tomorrow night at 10 o'clock as once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place I call the Exxon. So from everyone here to everyone out there, special thanks to my senior executive producer, Laura Rogers, for all her help. Whatever you do, always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night, everyone.